You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. Matthew under center, Obamanu, goes in motion right to left, turn and hand to Lynch, left side. Finds a little bit of a hole, keeps his legs moving. He's across the 40, midfield, 45, he's on the run, Lynch, 40, pushes him at 35, look at him go. He's down to 20, 15, he could go, he is going to go. Touchdown, Seahawks. Oh, my word. A 67-yard run. Marshawn Lynch, unbelievable. He must have knocked five guys down on the way to the end zone. The beast is alive and well. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've seen a lot of great runs by this football team. I've seen Sean Alexander make some unbelievable runs. I've seen Kurt Warner make some unbelievable runs. That run right there in the situation and how many men he took out by himself, unbelievable by Marshawn Lynch. What's up, folks? You heard it. That is the return of Beast Mode. That was Beast Mode, one of his greatest runs. He's back in the Northwest. This is Hawk Talk Preview Edition, Week 17. The Hawks take on the Niners, but the story of the week, Mr. 24, Beast Mode. He's back. He's back in town. What is he going to do for this team? Oh, I mean, honestly, just just from I mean, I never thought in my wildest dreams we would ever see twenty four wearing Marshawn Lynch wearing that twenty four jersey again, coming out of the tunnel at CenturyLink Field for a big game against the 49ers. Felt like you wake up out of a dream from twenty thirteen or something like that. At the very least, I don't know what he's going to do on the field, but he's going he's given this city, this town, this team an emotional lift. Because I'm not going to lie to you, it was it felt like doomsday after Sunday. We yeah. lost a bunch of guys. We didn't play well. Now we're worried. Now we got the Niners coming in town and. By signing Marshawn Lynch, at the very least, he gave this whole city an emotional boost. Hey, give him hope. That's a culture move. This is a, hey, we lose a Rashad Penny. We lose ProSize. We lose Carson. Who's the next best thing? Who is going to come in here and ignite a flame for this organization? Number 24, it is. So what can we expect out of this guy? I was, I was talking to a, a buddy the other day, and mm-hmm. I say, look, five carries, 40 yards. And anything above that is great. He, it's either he's going to come out and look like he needs a game to get going, mm-hmm. or he's going to come out and the legend of Marshawn Lynch is just going to grow because he'll go out and rush for 100 yards. What are your expectations for this guy? Honestly, anything. Anything he gets. I think what you said, five carries, 40 yards is a great thing. I mean, it's not like he's going to come in and all of a sudden get 25 carries and expect to see Marshawn run for 150 yards and X amount of touchdowns. What I personally want to see, I want to see a big third down run. Yeah. I want to see him. I want it to be a, a third and goal situation. And Marshawn Lynch, what you can do? Because we know who he is. And I don't care what kind of shape you think or whatever he's been in because I know he's been training. But you're in a short yard situation. I have all the face turning and handed number 24 because we've seen that for years. So I'm just – I just want a big – I want a short yardage gain. I want, I want one run where he runs over a couple of guys and just gets the place going, you know. Get down in the goal line, hand it off to 24, and let the 12s take care of the rest. But – 
The Hawks also signed Turbin, another familiar face. Mm-hmm. What do you think he has left in the tank? Well, Turbo, man, first of all, Turbo, he always had those big arms. You know what I'm saying? Every time you looked at him, yeah. Turbo looked amazing <laughs> coming off the bus. And he was great for us. He was a great uh, change-up from Marshawn Lynch during the glory days of uh, the initial run with the Seahawks. Uh, he played in Indianapolis the last couple of years in a backup type of role. But, hey, he's been staying in shape, and it's the same deal. The great thing about both these guys is the culture thing. Turbo is one of Russell Wilson's really good friends. They are roommates through his time here. Uh, so I, you love to see it because these guys get it. Instead of getting someone else who doesn't understand this culture, they play with Bobby and KJ and Pete and Russ and Luke. You get the culture. You, you The system's different, but it's similar enough. You know what I'm saying? So honestly, anything they got, I just think – I just think the fact that what they can bring from a culture standpoint and anything they give us on Sunday is going to be great. Anything they can give us. Don't forget, you still got the youngster Travis Homer back there, who I feel like will get more carries this game. What did Lynch do last year? In six games, he had 90 carries for 376 yards and three touchdowns. Against the Hawks in London, he had 13 carries for 45 yards. Now, Turbin just played in two games last last year for the Colts. Most important thing, these guys are healthy. Mm -hmm. And they understand what this team wants to do. So let's get it rolling. So now we're going to get into the injury updates. I'm going to toss it over to Nass. Yeah, so, Coach, uh, it's injury updates a little more positive than it has than I thought it would be coming in. Obviously, we know we lost Carson for the year. We know we lost ProSize for the year. We know Dwayne Brown had surgery on Monday, no setbacks, no surprises. He got the necessary cleanup in his knee. Everything went as they thought it would go. So hopefully, if the Seahawks are fortunate enough to keep playing, Dwayne Brown can come back in the playoffs. Now, the guys that we're really concerned about, Jadeveon Clowney, he's still recovering from that core injury. He has not played since the Rams game on December 8th. Uh, Coach, he did practice on Tuesday, and Coach was very optimistic when he talked. He said, hey, he's going to do everything he can to play. So it's the most optimistic he's talked about Clowney in the last couple weeks, which is a good sign. Shaquille Griffin is in the same boat. He practiced on Tuesday. Um... He's another guy that was close. These guys were close last week, and if we can get those guys back, it's going to do great for us, obviously defensively, knowing the team coming in. And then Mike Upati had that little stinger against the Cardinals, but he was back practicing on Tuesday. So those are good things. For, those are good notes for the Seahawks. So I feel kind of good about the injury situation. Quandre Diggs, he might be more of a long shot. They're going to take that up to game time, so we'll just have to wait and see there. The most important thing, we got a couple guys who are getting healthy, and hopefully that works out for us. You know you need Clowney. The last time Clowney played against the 49ers probably was his best game oh my as God. a probably, Seahawk. Oh, maybe in his career. Yeah, correct. Maybe in his career. And then Shaquille Griffin, he's just been holding it down. Nothing too flashy, nothing too great. Doesn't have a lot of picks, but he's been holding down one side of the field. Um, you always need a veteran like Dwayne Brown. If you can get him, then Mikey Potty, glad it was just a stinger. Let's get him back in the lineup. So now we're going to talk about the playoff pitcher. Division leaders right now. In the NFC, you got the Niners, Packers, Saints, and then the Eagles, who still have a chance to lose that thing if they lose the game and Dallas wins. But to get a further look into it, going back to the guru himself, Mr. Nash Chobie, what's his playoff picture looking like? Yeah, so I'll get to the Seahawks in, in, in a second, but the main things for uh, the NFC East, Dallas is gonna needs to win, like you said, and need Philadelphia to lose to clinch uh, the division. The Packers already clinched the division. They can clinch a first-round bye with a win. The Saints can clinch a first-round bye with a win and a Green Bay loss. But here's the thing. All that is what it is. There's a lot of other teams. I'll get to that. But what does it mean for the Seahawks, okay? It's really simple. Seahawks 11-4 facing the 49ers in primetime this week. Here's the deal. You win the division. All you got to do is beat the Niners. You beat the Niners this week. You win the division. And at the very least, you're at least a three-seed, Okay. If you're getting greedy, for the Seahawks to clinch a first-round bye, they need to win, and Green Bay needs to lose to Detroit. Not likely, but weird things have happened. That's why they play the games. And then to, the one seed, unbelievably, is still on the table. 
Seahawks clinch home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs with a win, a Green Bay loss, and a New Orleans loss. So realistically right now, the Seahawks, no matter what, they have to take care of business. They take care of business, they'll be the three seed, and they will play wild card weekend against the Minnesota Vikings who are locked into the sixth seed. Anything else is a bonus. Um, I'm not even going to speak into existence what happens if the Seahawks are not victorious, but that would require a trip uh, to Dallas or Philadelphia. But like I said, win, baby, just win. Just win. Take care of your business. And you know what? They'll pretty much know what's going to happen by the end of that day. They're the Sunday night football yeah, game. Yeah, by the time right? the, it kicks off, we're going to know exactly where what happens with the win, what happens with the loss. Exactly. All right, Seahawks, you heard it. Just win, baby, win. Let's go over to the key matchups. The first matchup, you got to go look at the San Francisco quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, versus everybody. 2018, he threw 311 times, 300, excuse me, 3,600 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 13 picks. In the first game against Seattle, he was 24 for 46, 248, one touchdown, one interception, sacked five times. Key stat, sacked Mm -hmm. five times. Mm -hmm. You have to get pressure on this guy. Now, the more we get into the season, the more I respect Jimmy Garoppolo. I still don't think he's a pro bowler. I don't think he's a superstar, but I think that he's okay with who he is. Yep. He's okay with his role in this offense right now. He's okay with dinking and ducking, especially when you got weapons around him who are getting a bunch of yards after the catch. Well, he, he showed it. So he's had a couple shaky games, but in a big game against the Saints in New Orleans, he showed he went for over 400 for a touchdown, so he was balling out there. Um, the other thing, looking at some of the next-gen stats, he – Russell Wilson and Jimmy G are very different. So Garoppolo throws deep only 6.4% of the time. That's the lowest in the NFL with three yards of separation with receivers, the most in the NFL. Wilson, on the other hand, he's 16%, almost 70% of his attempts are deep balls, uh, highest in the NFL. So they're very different. I think the key to Jimmy is you need to get pressure on him, and you need, as Paul Moore always says, you need to try to get him to throw outside the numbers. Outside the numbers. And then now now I'm interested to see if Shaquille Griffin is not able to play, do they take the same approach they did last time Mm -hmm. with them? They were pressing them. They were taking away the inside. Granted, they have good receivers, too. They did make some plays, but they made it a little tougher on them. So if Shaquille Griffin is not able to go, I wonder what Ken Norton and Pete Carroll are going to do with those corners. Well, yeah, before we get that, I mean, Akeem King has played well, but, yeah, it's going to be – that was the first game, people remember, where they were kind of aggressive defensively, especially in the secondary. They weren't letting a bunch of passes complete underneath. But the stat I love to look at, 24 of 46. You want him to have to throw 46 times. Yes. So – if you're making him throw 46 times, that just increases your number. And five sacks, you're going to win ball game sacking that guy five times. Yes, sir. The next matchup, George Kittle versus the Seahawks secondary. This is the best tight end in the game, guys. He did not play against Seattle in the first matchup. So that leaves me a little skeptical. The 49ers receivers, uh, he has 78 receptions for 967 yards and five touchdowns. I saw a next-gen stat that scared the heck out of me. The Seahawks are the worst football team in the league against the tight end. Yeah, and it's, they, us and, it's us and the Cardinals. But, yeah, the tight ends have gotten the, loose. Against the tight ends have gotten loose. So I want to see the adjustment that they make. Last time the Hawks played the 49ers, Kittle wasn't available. So what do you do? Do you put Madugal over him, who in 2018 was the best player against the tight end mm-hmm. in that tight end matchup? So maybe uh, the, the veteran pulls out some magic for one game and, and locks this guy up. Yeah, man, George Kittle is a beast, and if you don't remember, if you need to a reintroduction, I, if you don't believe me, this is this man. Fourth down. They've got to get to the 35-yard line. They're on their 33. Garoppolo gun, two by two. Born at Emmanuel Sanders left. Kittle backs up. Kittle's coming in motion. The rookie Gardner Johnson following. Three left. Richie James Jr. right. Garoppolo back. He throws out left. Caught. George Kittle down the sideline. 40. Runs by a man. Stiff arms a man. Still pushing it out. Flag. 
Three flags come in. They may get George for a personal foul on the stiff arm. Let's see where it all ends. Right now, the 49ers are about the same 30-yard line. George Kittle went crazy on the play, caught it, ran down the sideline. Did he stiff arm or did they stiff arm back? Marcus Williams grabbed his face face mask. mask. That's going to be a penalty on New Orleans. I mean, (laughs) that run, I was watching that game because I believe that was the day before we played the Rams earlier in that day. And he literally fourth and two, game on the line. He's running down the sideline. There's, I believe, every member of the Saints secondary on his back, grabbing his face mask. He's throwing guys all around. Kittle's a beast. Uh, we we know we know who we're getting. He is Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite target. He's a safety blanket. So I mean, the, other than stopping uh, getting pressure on Jimmy G and make him throw outside the numbers, you got to stop this guy. You got to stop him, and you have to tackle this man. Yep. His run after the catches was really impressive. He has hands. He can catch a football. He can block. But it's fun to watch. At least not this weekend won't be. But it's fun to watch a big man a tight end with the ball in his hand and make a moves the way that he does. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Got to put hands on this guy and make it difficult for him. How do you make it difficult for him? You walk up on the line of scrimmage and you make him play small ball. Small ball means that now he has to get make a move off the line. You're not going to give him a free release and let him get loose. Got to watch out for Mr. George Kittle. The next matchup, 49ers offense versus Seahawks run Defense. 49ers coming to the game with the league's number two rushing offense, rushing for 145 yards per game. And they don't just do it with one guy. I swear no. I've seen about four or five guys touch the ball in that backfield. Yep. They got a group of guys who can get it done. They've only been held to under 100 yards rushing four times this season. And guess what? The Hawks held mm-hmm. them to under 100 yards week 10 with 87 yards. It really just sounds like we got to duplicate a lot of the stuff that we did the last time we played them. Absolutely. And like you said, you mentioned we held them to 87 yards. That's actually the second lowest they had all season. So that was that was one of the biggest things in the first matchup was not only we get pressure on Garoppolo, we compounded that by by stopping the run and making him throw 46 times. So, I mean, you have Mozart as 715 yards, six touchdowns. Breda has 607 yards, four touchdowns. So they're nice. And then they got the fullback, Kuzchak, who kind of is the heart and soul of that run game. He's They'll put him, they'll line him up at tight end, they'll have him in the backfield going everywhere. So you need to be physical and you need to do your job, especially with the linebackers and most – Importantly, you need to tackle better tackle. than we tackled last week. Yeah, we did not tackle well last week. Next matchup, we're going to flip it. Seahawks run game versus the 49ers defense. Now, we talked about the 49ers having the second best run game. Guess who has the third? The Seattle Seahawks. They average 137 yards per game. And I think this week, with the loss of Chris Carson, mm-hmm. the loss of Pro Size, um, the loss of Penny, it's on this O line. This yeah. O-line has to give these running backs just a couple lanes early to get them going and get them believing, especially if you start the younger and Travis Homer. Um, we know that he's fast. He will hit the yeah. hole. He's got to slow it down a little bit, find the gaps and go, and then you mix in a little Marshawn, a little Turbin, and you see what happens there. Yeah, they don't need crazy numbers. I mean, between Homer, Lynch, Turbin, whoever gets the ball, they just need to be effective. I don't need 150. I don't need 250 yards. They just, Especially early on in the game because we can't, you can't get to a point where now you're throwing the ball every time and you're letting the 49ers offensive line, you know, just get ready and rush the passer. So they need – we need everything from those guys. So we need we need just effectiveness early on so we can go to those play-action passes and do what Russell Wilson does best. And that kind of feeds into the next matchup, like I said, the O-line – 49ers front seven. Yep, O-line versus the 49ers front seven. The Seahawks O-line is coming off a tough performance versus the Cardinals. Russell Wilson was sacked five times. Russell's been sacked 47 times this year. That can't happen this week. No, That's what Nick Bosa wants to do. That's what Armstead wants to do. Um, D Ford is out. That's 
the whole MO of this defense is to get after the quarterback in yeah. a hurry, and they've done a great job of doing that. So will the Seahawks make some adjustments on the line? We'll wait and see. Or do they stick with their guys and say, you know what, it's go time. Uh, we're going to rely on the guys who've gotten us here, and we're just going to try to get a push early in the game and just give these guys a chance. You got yeah. three running backs who can get it done. If I, if we can get 40 yards from this guy, 30 yards from that guy, 40 yards from mm-hmm. that guy, I think that's a great day. You just got to spread the love, man. And like you mentioned, the 49ers, so we've the Seahawks have allowed 47 sacks. The 49ers have gotten 47 sacks, so they, and they're one of the tops in the league, so you know they can bring pressure. We need to give, we need to give Russell a chance. We need to give Russell a chance, so when he snaps the ball, his eyes aren't coming down. He can continue to stay downfield, and we got to give running backs a chance. So it's if we're going to win this game, it's going to be a big performance from everybody up front, whoever's lined up playing. Uh, but I have faith in our coaching staff, Mike Solari, Schottenheimer, Pete yep. Carroll. They're going to have a game plan, just oh, like yeah. the first time everyone was doubting the Seahawks. They're like, they're not stopping anyone. How are they going to beat the 49ers? They're going to have a game plan. They're going to have something to get ready for this game. Most definitely, and I'm going to call it. Russell's going to have two plays that just say, make you say, wow. Yeah, two plays, a little Russell magic out there. All right, the path to victory, you must pressure Jimmy G. Sacked him five times the first matchup. Let's just do that again. Easy set, right? Mm-hmm. Easy money. Just go, let's go. Go get after again. the guy. Get after the guy. Establish the run. You got Homer back there. You got Lynch. You got Turbin. Let all of them eat. Give all of them touches. Do you give them all equal touches, or would you go with the rookie since he's been here a little longer? You feel it out. I wouldn't – I'd – I would assume that that Homer gets a lot of the carries early on, and then they kind of use Lynch and Turbin in those third down situations. Because the other thing is, those other Turbin and Lynch are great in pass pro. Yeah, their bigger bodies are going to come after guys. So I, I think people are going to spread the love. But then also, you know, how you're a coach. You know how it goes. Then once the game gets going, you start feeling guys out, and yep. you know the plan might only be to give Marshawn four carries. <laughs> but hey, let me imagine what if he's eating? Yeah. Maybe that turns into 12, 15. Who knows? Who knows? That's that's why you play the games. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um, must protect Russell Wilson. We talked about it earlier. He's been sacked 47 times. Niners have, have 47 sacks. Let's just flip those numbers, man. Let's be super successful. Let's have the best game the Hawks have had this year protecting Russell Wilson, and let's get some of that Russell Wilson magic. Um, eliminate the big plays and tackles. Seahawks missed way too many tackles. There are about three or four games where I can remember them missing a lot of tackles, and they lost those games. Mm-hmm. So you must wrap up, especially against these guys with Adebo, with Emmanuel Sanders, with Kittle, with all these weapons. Yeah. And we know what, what Jimmy likes to do. He's going to throw it five, six yards down the field and let them run. With that being said, you must wrap these guys you gotta up. you got to tackle. You can't – that was the that was the disappointing thing about last week is Drake. It felt like every time he was hit, he got three or four yards after that. No yak this week. Guys get hit, they got to stay hit and go down. The next and final key to victory, 12s. We need you to show up. We need you loud. Need you. It's a 5 o'clock game. Get there at 12. Get there yeah, early. Sorry, you got your pregame you going. Start Let's a little go. early. Let these 49ers roll up to the stadium and know you're in for a dogfight. And, and we have the 12th man. With that being said, I'm looking forward to this. It's been real. Your host, Michael Bumpus, along with my guy, the producer, Nasa Chobie. We'll see you next time. <laughs>